Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 225. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If it brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Almost 500 of you are part of my Facebook group, motivated minds. And for some time, I felt as if something was missing. Direct real-time interactions, limiting the ability to create a true community, a place where each of you can interact with each other and myself real-time. So I'm changing that. Each of you are officially invited to my free Discord group, Motivated Minds. This will replace the current Facebook group and create a platform to bring this podcast community together in real time. It will enable me to interact with each of you real time for more in-depth conversations. To kick off this new Discord group, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a five-minute journal and a productivity planner bundle worth $53 from Intelligent Change. Here's what you need to do to enter. Click the link in my show notes to join the Discord group. Drop into one of the channels and introduce yourself. Who are you and what you're looking to get out of this community? That's it. This giveaway will be ending July 15th, so make sure to enter. See you all in the group. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Why does it seem like some have all the secrets to success while others struggle? Success is not something you attain without putting in the effort. It is a mindset we must adopt to accomplish our goals and grow as individuals. Whatever you dream of achieving, you can achieve. But in order to achieve these dreams you need to follow six critical steps. So what are these steps 
And how can we use them to achieve anything in life? Number one, focus on commitment, not motivation. Now, some of you may be thinking, wait a minute, Scott, isn't this podcast called The Motivated Mind? It is. But when we commit, motivation follows. The key is to focus on our journey, not the destination. We need to keep thinking about what we are learning along the way and what we can improve. Those things inevitably lead us to our intended destination. So how can we intentionally focus on commitment? Devote 10 minutes each day to change. Maybe that's 10 minutes a day to reading. Maybe that's 10 minutes a day to walking. Maybe that's sending an intro email to expand your network 10 minutes a day. Just dedicating 10 minutes a day can have large compounding results. And the exciting part of this commitment is that when we commit to this 10 minutes and we can do this consistently, we can graduate, which means that we can start committing 15 minutes, then 20, then 25, and on and on. This is what I like to call compounding commitment. Just stepping up our game, five minutes or 10 minutes a day, can make a huge impact on our long-term success. Small, consistent input has lasting long-term output. Next, ask yourself, how committed am I to my goal? How important is it to me? What am I willing to sacrifice in order to achieve it? If our goals are as important and critical to our success and happiness as we think, then what are we willing to sacrifice to get there? When we find ourselves fully committed, motivation is always jogging along right behind it. Number two, seek knowledge, not results. Knowledge is power and it has the ability to empower us. If we focus on the excitement of discovery, improving, exploring, and experimenting, our motivation will always be fueled. If we focus only on results, our motivation will be like the weather. It will die the minute we hit a storm. When we purely seek knowledge, we always win. Because every action, whether we fail or not, exposes us to lessons. And those lessons grow our knowledge. So, when the intention is always seeking more knowledge, irrelevant of the outcome, we end up walking away with something. This is different from most of us that purely seek results. Results are a specific outcome that we have in mind. And when that vision doesn't come to fruition, we feel like a failure. We become disheartened. Those ingredients normally make us hesitant to engage again. For most, it creates fear. 
This is what holds most of us back. But when we take action with the focus of gaining knowledge, those things never seep in. Learning more helps to improve our lives. The more we know about the world we live in, the more we can utilize our resources and enhance our lives. Through knowledge, we are able to decide what is beneficial to us and what is harmful to us. This means that the more we know, the more we are able to make rational decisions about the world around us. Number three, get rid of stagnating thoughts. Thoughts influence feelings, and feelings determine how we view our work, the world. Our mind processes between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Of those thoughts, 95% repeat each day. And on average, 80% of repeated thoughts are negative. And guess what? We always have a choice of which ones to focus on. Either the ones that make us emotionally stuck, things such as fear or doubt, or the ones that help us to move forward, excitement, experimenting, and trying new things. We are what we think. Our internal thoughts are often materialized. That means that what we say out loud or to ourselves is crucial to our happiness and success. Most of the time, we don't even realize these negative thoughts because it's normal. We've been desensitized over the years. They've become embedded in our minds. So how do we dig ourselves out of these negative thoughts? Ask yourself, is it really true? Is there something that can be done to change that? Question the validity of these thoughts. Just because they have been so common in our mind and environment does not make them true. Here's an easy way to identify those limiting thoughts. Look out for sentences or thoughts that involve the words try, can't, won't, should. These negative thoughts stop us from achieving great things. They hold us back. They build a layer of excuses which trick our minds into thinking there is no alternative. When there is, there are choices every single day. Number four, get rid of distractions. Meaningless things and distractions will always be in our way, especially those easy and usual things we would rather be doing instead of focusing on new challenging and meaningful projects. We need to learn to focus on what is most important. Distractions can be internal as well as external. So it's important that we understand where they are coming from. Distractions are all around us. And they happen so often that most of the time we don't even realize we just pivoted and veered off task. What's interesting about this behavior is that it's extremely common. So common, in fact, that Harvard performed a study on 2,250 individuals. 
and found that our mind wanders about 47% of every waking hour. And this behavior is known as stimulus-independent thought. Now, what does this mind-wandering look like? It's waiting on Zoom for a call to start and imagining your next vacation. It's driving into the office and remembering that you left a light on in your kitchen. It's going for a walk and fantasizing about being promoted. So what does this behavior indicate? The study found that this mind wandering is mostly linked to unhappiness. So engaging in things that drive greater happiness can ultimately help this behavior to be less common. Now, of course, not all things that we engage with can be exciting and drive happiness all of the time, but the right perspective can certainly influence that. Engaging in things that are truly fulfilling, engaging in things that drive purpose, all of these things can greatly influence focus. They help to ensure that engagement is happening at the mental level, not just at the physical level. So if this is so common, so natural, how do we identify these shifts? Any time that you are zeroed on a task and all of a sudden you're now doing something else, watching a video, messing around on your phone, reading a random article on BuzzFeed, write it down. Write down what you were initially doing and what you ended up doing. Now, this might seem like a lot of work, but in reality, not properly addressing it will cause us to waste an immense amount of time long term. More time than not addressing it and allowing that behavior to compound. Another little trick if you want to start things off a little slower and easier. Whenever you shift with anything that you're doing, say it out loud or say it in your head clearly. So for example, when you pick up your phone, mention the behavior in your head or out loud. When you're writing an email and you suddenly stop and shift or bounce to a different tab, say it out loud or say it in your head clearly. This helps us to clearly recognize the behaviors that seem so natural. Everything simply starts with our ability to identify. This is part of being self-aware, helping us to identify when this state is triggered and where it originated from. Sometimes it can be less about the task at hand and more of an indicator of our unhappiness. Being able to delineate the two is key. Number five, don't rely on others. Now, this may be controversial, but hear me out. We all have friends, family, colleagues, and even those that we live with. While those in our lives support us, it will always be up to us to get us where we want to go. It is up to us to wake up every day, and commit to the things we promised ourselves. We should never expect others to do it for us. 
not our partner, friend, colleague, business partner, or boss. For those of you that may be skeptical, let's break this down. Most of us have friends that if we picked up the phone today and asked, they'd most likely come. But if you truly think that 100% of the time they would sacrifice anything for you, you'd be mistaken. And this isn't because we have bad friends. This is because they are human. They are all busy with their own lives and needs. No one will achieve our goals for us. It's all on us. If you imagine a life and death situation, of course, the most serious of situations, how many people do you know that would risk their lives for you? How many do you know that would sacrifice their lives for you, for yours? The answer is zero. The fact is that there will always be a circumstance under which our friends will let us down. If there is at least one situation in which our friends would not be there for us, then we need to realize that we should never rely on others. If we can't rely on something 100% of the time, then we should not rely on them ever. By definition, they are not entirely reliable. The reason why human beings are unreliable is because we are egocentric creatures. In other words, the world revolves around us. It's a first-person perspective. We are the center of it. Everything we know and experience involves our existence. This does not make us good or bad. It is just a fact. Learning to stand on our own two feet all the time makes it easier to stand alone when things get ugly and there is no one there to help us. We are our biggest fan and reliable source. Number six, plan. Having a concrete layout of our day and week can save us a lot of time. Most of the time, our initial behavior is to jump right into our week. And at first glance, this seems like the most productive path because we get to address and, and work on things faster. But that mentality can be a dangerous one. Sometimes it's simply a matter of taking one step back to spring two steps forward. Brian Tracy captures this in his quote, Every minute you spend in planning saves 10 minutes in execution. Sure, we can be productive without necessarily planning, but I can guarantee you that our week is more likely to be filled with filler to-dos, things that are most likely busy work rather than thoughtful work, meaningless tasks that allow us to check a box rather than add a block to our foundation. And engaging in meaningless tasks means increasing our chances of facing distractions. So how do we ensure we are planning out our week properly and engaging in meaningful work? Know your three steps forwards. Fill out your weekly calendar. Note when you will do what and how. When, what, and how is critical to our schedule. Make lists for every major 
and minor objective and label them as such, whether on an app you use, your calendar, your planner. You can even go a step further and indicate the level of priority, which helps to determine whether a task is as critical as we may think. This will help to indicate priority, which means we can be thoughtful where we put its due date within the day, week, or month. And when setting these tasks, ask yourself, what is the impact? How will this get me closer to my goals? And at the end of each day, review. Review how each day went by what you learned and revise what you could improve. Here's another little trick when you're planning. Take your task and break them down into smaller chunks. This serves two purposes. One, it allows us to feel less overwhelmed if it's a bigger task or project. And two, it gives us a sense of accomplishment and progress, which drives additional motivation to accomplish our other tasks. It gives us those dopamine hits. And when we're riding those dopamine hits, when we're in that flow state, keep riding that wave. It's much easier to ride those waves when they come rather than trying to create a wake with two inches of water. Another piece of advice here, when that steam runs out, sometimes it's much better to move on rather than exhausting ourselves to produce the same outcome that would normally take us little effort. Efficiency is one of the pillars of success. So, to recap, number one, focus on commitment, not motivation. Ask yourself, how committed am I to my goal? How important is it to me? What am I willing to sacrifice in order to achieve it? If you find yourself fully committed, motivation will follow. Number two, seek knowledge, not results. If we focus on the excitement of discovery, improving, exploring, and experimenting, our motivation will always be fueled. If we focus on only results, our motivation will be like the weather. It will die the minute we hit a storm. Number three, get rid of stagnating thoughts. Thoughts influence feelings. And feelings determine how we view our work in the world. Our mind processes between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day. We always have a choice of which ones to focus on. Either the ones that make us emotionally stuck, things such as fear or doubt, or the ones that help move us forward. Excitement, experimenting, and trying new things. Number four, Get rid of distractions. Meaningless things and distractions will always be in our way, especially those easy and usual things we would rather be doing instead of focusing on new challenging and meaningful projects. We need to learn to focus on what is most important. Write a list of time wasters and hold yourself accountable to not do them. Number five, don't rely on others. We should never expect others to do it for us. Not our partner, friend, colleagues, business partner, or boss. They are all busy with their own needs, their own lives. 
No one will make us as happy or achieve our goals as much as we will. It's all on us. And number six, plan. Know your three steps forwards. You do not need more. Fill out your weekly calendar. Note when you will do what and how. When, what, and how is critical to our schedule. Review how each day went by what you learned and revise what you could improve. This week's shout out is by Haley who sent me a DM on Instagram. I just wanted to reach out and let you know how fantastic your show is. I recently found it. I take midday walks to clear my head and listening to a podcast or two of yours has really added value and challenged me to think a little deeper. I share with all my girlfriends and people I know that can benefit from your show. Just wanted to say, keep it up. It doesn't go unnoticed. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into six secrets to achieving anything in life. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.